This is Drew Zagorski. You're listening to Meet Me in Beaverton, a podcast about the people and places you should know in Beaverton, Oregon, and the surrounding area. Thanks for listening, and don't forget to rate, review, subscribe, and follow wherever you listen to podcasts or at beaverton.org forward slash B-A-C-C dash news, and share with your family, friends, and everyone else you know. As a kid, Grayson Hogard was a little bit rudderless. He led the kind of life most kids do, good home life, little brother, goofing around the neighborhood, playing sports, you get the picture. But Grayson just didn't know or try too much to figure out where he was going. Then during his senior year of high school, he attended a military boarding school. Boom. No, he didn't drop a grenade. For him, the discipline and structure of that part of his education got him engaged and excited. It was exactly what he needed, and it led to his enlistment in the Army Reserves. After being stationed at Fort Lewis, Grayson was deployed to Afghanistan, where he served in the military police overseeing captive enemy troops. In 2015, back in the States, he went to Chicago to visit a friend, and that's where he met his future wife, Marie, an OSU grad with a degree in merchandising. I mean, where else did two native Beavertonians go to meet each other for the first time? Well, they hit it off, got married, and then found themselves working from home during the plague. That's when Marie made some dough. The rest, as they say, is history. So sit tight for a minute or two, and we'll go to my conversation with Grayson Hogard at Grove Cookie Company. When I launched Left Brain, Right Brain Marketing way back in 2006, one of the first things I did was to join the Beaverton Area Chamber of Commerce. Why? Well, I knew it would be the quickest way to jumpstart my new business. See, the Chamber offers tons of networking events where you'll get exposure and make solid business connections with partners and clients. The Chamber's all about that kind of collaboration, and not just in Beaverton, but the surrounding area as well. They're also advocates for local business to the local, state, and federal governments. Through the Chamber, I've learned about new businesses through ribbon cuttings and other events events like pub crawls, after-hour events, golf tournaments, and luncheons. And the Chamber helps me stay sharp with all of their educational offerings. The Beaverton Chamber is also a great resource for folks who need to find goods or services and other information about the community. They're the village that raises the kids, to use a metaphor, but it's a pretty spot-on one. My business has grown year over year because of my association with them, and when the pandemic hit, they were right there with advice and access to relief programs to help us through the rough patch. And my Chamber membership is a badge of approval for people seeking my services. It tells them that left brain, right brain is the real deal. So whether you've just started a business or been in business for years but haven't yet, run, don't walk to the Beaverton Area Chamber of Commerce and become a member today. You can find them online at beaverton.org or call them at 503-644-0123. That's 503-644-0123 or stop by their offices at 12600 Southwest Crescent Street right across from the Reeser Center for the Arts in downtown Beaverton. And tell them Drew Zagorski at left brain, right brain market. Marketing sent you. So, Grayson Hogard of Grove Cookie, thank you so much for joining me on Meet Me in Beaverton. I've been looking forward to hearing more about your story. I want to start with your childhood. You and your wife, Marie, who's co founder of Grove, you both grew up in Beaverton, right? Correct. Share a little bit about, I know you didn't grow up in the same neighborhood necessarily. Share me, share a little bit about your childhood, your siblings, where you went to school, sports you played, et cetera. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, born and raised in Beaverton. Um, I went to Southridge High School. Yeah, went to Heighton Elementary, Conestoga. So, yeah, so Beaverton all the way through. So, um, yeah, and then Marie um, went to uh, Fir Grove, um, Conestoga, and Southridge as well. So, okay. 
as far as like family, I have a brother, a younger brother. He's in the Navy. He lives in San Diego right now. But okay. uh, yeah, um, Marie has two siblings. Um, both of them went to Southridge and um, yeah, really grew up pretty close to one another. Okay. So, but you you never met each other as kids? No. Nope. Okay. Never, never met one another. Okay. I think what you said to me was <laughs> to put it in the best possible light, you were a little bit adrift as a teenager, right? Yeah. Tell me about that and what happened during your senior year that kind of helped you get in in between the lines. Ooh, good one. Um, well, I went to uh, military boarding school. Um, now, was for- this your choice? Uh, yeah, it actually okay. was. Okay. Yeah. So um, it was a cool program that obviously kind of had that, uh, military, um, structure to it. And I actually really enjoyed it. So, um, so yeah, so I went to that for six months, um, and then came back and graduated. So what, Um, what, what was going on in your life that made you say, you know what, mom, dad, I, I probably need to go here. Uh, you know, just wasn't doing well in school. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, probably your typical meatball. (laughs) <laughs> Goofball character, however yeah. you want to put it, you know, yeah. I just was yeah. not putting two and two together just to get it done. So, yeah, so there's just um, a point where one of my counselors was like, hey, you know, if you want to graduate on time, you got to, you know, you got to do this. Right. You got to do something, right? right? So you either got to double up classes um, and you got to pass every single one or um, you can go to uh military boarding school. So okay. I had, I had some friends that had already completed it like two years prior. So okay. yeah, it was just, it was a perfect situation that I tried to make the most out of. So talk to me about your first couple of days there. And, and well, did, did you, did you feel like, oh shit, I'm over my head or was it like from the moment you got there is, is this is where this was the right call? Um, well, it was really interesting. Like I mean, you've, there's been plenty of movies on just like basic training and, Mm -hmm. uh, it was about as close to that as possible. Um, even a little more dramatic to be honest with you, because like your parents take you there, right. It's in Oregon, right outside of Bend, Oregon. Yeah. They take you there. You know, you're, you're there the night before, you know, we stayed in Sun River and then my dad took me to, um, you know, in processing and uh, everyone's in there. There's probably like a hundred plus kids with parents. And then like a loudspeaker comes on and uh, it's one of the instructors like parents, we're going to need you to step towards the back of the the room. Cause it was a giant room um, and exit. And mm-hmm. yeah, it was just a very dramatic situation yeah. in a sense because all of a sudden it was like, bam. And then all the, um, drill instructors, for lack of a better term, um, they're called cadre, but, uh, yeah, they come in there and just start yelling. Like, you know, you're just like, whoa. And, yeah. uh, yeah, pretty much all of us kids are in the same situation where we're just a little <laughs> not prepared. And, uh, yeah, right. I mean, yeah, that was like the first, like, you know, within the first hour, they shave your head, do all the, you know, military style things. And yeah. so then you achieve your diploma. Yeah. A little bit of blood, sweat and tears. And yep. then what happens? 
so yeah, so I, so I graduate, um, from Southridge and still like all my friends went off to college. Right. Um, and, uh, I kind of was hanging back after summer and really didn't know what I wanted to do. And mm-hmm. then, uh, really my parents were just both like, um, you're either going to need to get a job or you're going to need to go to school. And, yeah. uh, so I went to PCC and just kind of the same deal. Like I just didn't have the structure mentally to deal with it. Right. Wasn't, wasn't your cup of tea. Accountable. Was yeah. that? Wasn't, wasn't your, your thing. No, I mean, just accountability wasn't, wasn't there yet. Yeah. And, and kind of seeing the grand scheme of things of how, you know, life works. And so I was like, well, I did really well at, you know, the boarding school. So why don't I just join the military? And so then I joined okay. the military. And, and this is what year? 2009 when I joined. Okay. Yeah. So, so it wasn't like it was an inactive time in terms of military activity in the world. Right. Yeah. So I graduated in 2008. And then by 2009, I was off to real basic training. So, okay. And where was that? Fort Leonard Wood, Missouri. So central Missouri. Um, you said that with so much affection. <laughs> it's so freaking funny just going to different regions of the U.S. Yeah. Like, whoa, what is this? Like, this is a whole new world. And yeah, uh, yeah so that, that was a cool experience. It was just six months, uh, mm-hmm. another six month stint. Um, and that's actually where my my job was military police. So I actually wanted to be a police officer, believe it or not. Yeah really enjoyed that too. So, right. And yeah. so we don't need to dive into the politics of it, but the war in the middle East in Afghanistan, that was all going on. Oh yeah. You got, you get deployed yep. to Afghanistan. Yep. So again, we don't need to go on the political side of it, but what was that experience like for you? Um, Interesting. So when I deployed, I did, I did military, military police corrections. So I was basically a prison guard for the detainees we captured. So okay, anyone we captured in Afghanistan um, for anything, they sent them to uh, the prison. They're just outside of the capital city of uh, Kabul. And um, yeah, so that was a cool year of um, experience. Interesting. So now- you you grew up in Oregon, you land in Missouri in boot camp. Had you done any other kind of travel as a kid abroad or anything like that? Mexico. Okay. Like, so then Afghanistan was a probably a pretty shocking place to land, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Talk to me about that. When you step off of that uh airplane. What goes yeah. through your head then? So, so you already, so by the time you get to Afghanistan, you've already been away for two weeks because you go to um, Kuwait. Okay. You're kind of just like, well, you know, just kind of figuring out where you're actually getting um, deployed. And yeah, it was, it was interesting. I mean, I really don't remember that much because it was just, it happened pretty quick. I mean, like mm-hmm. within two days of landing there, I was already, you know, at my occupation, if you will. Um right working in the prison. So there wasn't like a lot of memorable times in between landing the plane, going to work. So that's really what it was 12 hours a day. 
one of the one of the things you mentioned to me in our original conversation were about the connections you made with other people from all different walks of life. Talk to me about that. You know, I know a lot of people I know who have served, they, they have strong bonds with people they serve with, but that doesn't necessarily translate into friendships long term. What was it like for you? And what did you learn from these people coming from all different parts of the country, all different cultures, all different economic levels? Um, that I was really lucky. Okay. Really fortunate. Um, like where I grew up, the community like I grew up in. Uh, just my friendships that I had prior to the military, how fortunate I was to have them. And then also my job that I had back home during the military, because I was in the reserves. Right. So right. I had a job prior to deploying. And so, right. yeah, so there's just a lot of realization that I was really fortunate. Okay. Um, and that was a really cool wake up call. Cause I just, just remember returning home and you know, you got a really good opportunity right here. You need yeah. to, capitalize on it. And so that's kind of like where my whole, I, I mentioned it earlier, just like accountability. That's kind of where um, that all kind of started to take shape. Cause I just realized that I needed to take accountability for where I was at currently right. and maximize it. Okay. And did you make any um, long-term friendships from the service? Um, not really. No. Yeah. I mean, you know, I got, I got attached to a unit that was already there for a month. Mm -hmm. um, and they did like their whole deployment, pre-deployment stuff. They're from Colorado. And so um, it was just, it's just a different, really hard to explain. I don't want to go in the weeds into it because it's just, right, right. but it's just weird when you get attached to a unit from Colorado, right? You're just not going to keep that. You're an outsider coming in. Yeah. hundred yeah. Well, even worse, I had a different uniform than everyone because yeah. the army had just changed camouflage patterns. Okay. So, yeah. So it was just. And you just felt, yeah, you, you yeah. stuck out, sort them, which is fine. So, but, but your takeaway from all of it was it, it, it gave you the discipline and the awareness of, you know, the opportunities that we have here, right? Oh yeah. Imagine if you will, cutting your hair without a mirror. Odds are when you leave the house, there'll be a lot of people averting their eyes for fear of hurting your feelings and other folks who just laugh right to your face. You know, all too often, I've seen this kind of thing happen with small business owners. They launch their business and figure they'll save a few bucks by buying a stock art logo, creating a brand story that at best doesn't resonate or at worst confuses or turns off the audience they want to connect with most. In 2006, I founded Left Brain Right Brain Marketing to serve smaller businesses and sole proprietors, helping them to develop a message that hits the target, engages their desired audience, and delivers a memorable brand. I work with clients providing web design, copywriting, graphic design, and podcast development and production services that transform clients from all those averted eyes to dishing up a powerful, aha, engaging brand that captures hearts and minds. So, Ready to be empowered to deliver a killer brand and set yourself apart from the competition? Put the scissors down. Give me a call at 503-961-3647. Again, that's 503-961-3647. Or check out Left Brain Right Brain Marketing online at lbrbm.com. So you mentioned that you started out in the reserves. And yeah. during that time, you were working for... Um, uh, an energy provider, right? Yep. Then yep. what were you doing there? Um, logistics warehousing. Okay. okay. Yeah. And did you retain that 
gig once you left the service? Yeah, I did. Then we fast forward to 2015. You're out of the service at that time or no? No, I was still in. Okay. So you're still in the service. Yeah. 2017, you you yeah. uh mustered out. The 25th, but 2015, a buddy contacts you and invited you to Chicago for a weekend visit. And that kind of changed your life, didn't it? Yeah. That's where I met. Tell me about that. Yeah, that's where I met um Marie. So Okay. No better place for two kids from Oregon to meet than in Chicago. Yeah, exactly right. So um, our mutual friends, they're married now, but they were dating and um, Marie was single. I was single. And it was just like, yeah, it was just one of those things where it's like, hey, we're gonna, you both are coming out for the weekend and we're going to go hang out. And so okay. that's, that's literally how it really worked out. We were supposed to go to a concert at first, but mm-hmm. tickets were sold out and yeah, just, it didn't happen the way it was originally planned, but it actually worked out for the better. Cause we just right. out all weekend. And then through just getting to know Marie over the weekend, it was cool. Cause we realized that we lived less than a mile and a half away from each other. And um, so it made just like staying connected very easy, um, right. you know, just being that close and it wasn't um, too, too much of a burden on anyone to go see one another. Right. Okay. So, yeah, so, we were, so while you're, while you're so, in Chicago, did the, did the light bulb go on for you or for her, or was it just like, eh, this is person's kind of cool. You know, I was I might go hang out like this person's like, yeah, I think that's more or less how it worked out. Okay. And so when you guys get back to Oregon, when did that spark ignite? Gosh, I don't even, I couldn't even tell you. I mean, within like that first like month of like really hanging out. Okay. Yeah. um, We dated for four years. When you guys got together, was it Marie's dad or your dad that asked for some cupcakes or cookies or something? Marie's dad had asked uh, Marie to make some cupcakes for him that like he really liked, but Marie's not really a baker. So Mm -hmm. whatever Um, she tried to make them and she actually did a really good job. And everyone was really like, wow, those cookies or those cupcakes are so good, blah, 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 blah. And I think uh, that kind of lit a fire under her in a sense of like, oh, wow, people really enjoy like my baking. And I really enjoy like the compliments and I really enjoy I enjoyed the process. And so, yeah, it basically was like that. So she really was not like into the cooking and baking thing. No. I mean, it's a stretch to go from there to say, you know, this is kind of cool. And people giving me acknowledgement to saying I could turn this into a business. How did that happen? Well, still in 2020, um, she had been working from home. So kind of just inspired her to like try different types of baking. Um, mm-hmm. She really didn't venture off too far from cupcakes because she landed on cookies and um, yeah, developed these cookies that were like uniquely soft and really good and mm-hmm. gave them my stamp of approval. And yeah, she just, she really just kind of grabbed hold of that. Um, and then friends and family started trying the cookies and they all thought they were delicious. So January of 2021 rolled around and she was like, to me, she was like, I think we should start selling these. And I was right. like, hmm. well, okay. I had just started working from home. And so I um, basically over the weekend, we built a website, got a logo, 
got our EIN number and kind of that whole things you need to do before you start a business type of thing to make right. it legit. Uh, and then and, yeah, really just hit the ground running from there. Yeah. And it, but it, as far as Marie goes, it wasn't like she was kind of going in eyes closed because she had a background in merchandising and that sort of thing, at least as far as that goes to apply to a, a, a cookie business. Right. Right. Yeah. So did she have some pretty clear ideas about how she wanted to package this business and present it? Uh, I don't think any of us did. No, <laughs> you just, you just ran with well, it. Well, huh? I mean, yeah. Cause, uh, I mean, you're doing it from home. So you're, you're really hoping and praying people want to come to your house and pick up cookies. It's not the easiest thing in the world to do. Oh, well, you know, if you follow social media enough, it's like, you see, you see kind of like these stories, but it's not reality for most. So, right. Yeah. It was just, uh, really the idea was just a fun hobby. So you you made a box or she made a box of cookies for some friends and you took them to their house or, or and their dad tasted them right and he was yeah. a wealth advisor and that kind of was that kind of the ignition that lit the spark to say yeah. let's so, do this yeah so that I mean that really was so like I said we were just pretty much getting people to order our cookies like once a week just online um, through like Instagram and stuff mm-hmm. and then. We were introduced, kind of like you segued in there, to uh, corporate gifting. Right. So that's um, where we are today. That's what we do. We do corporate okay. gifting. So, yep. Really got introduced to the whole side of like a actual like recurring, not quite a recurring revenue model, but mm-hmm. you, you can interject your service into in, into some sort of rhythm. Right. Rather- waiting on consumers, you provide a service to businesses that, you know, satisfies a need that they want. So that's, okay. that's where we found ourselves. So talk to me about the cookies, the ingredients, you guys make a big point about sustainability and using ingredients that support the ethical treatment of animals and that sort of thing. Talk to me about that part of the, the equation. Yeah. So, I mean, we use the premium chocolate Ghirardelli and then we use Bob's Red Mill flour. So just with those two companies alone, I mean, you're really hitting like the overall mission of of really working on sustainability and supporting local, especially with Bob's Red Mill. So Mm -hmm. yeah, we don't really have much control of what Butterfinger or Oreo puts in their cookies, but we use them in our cookies. So there you go. Yeah. So Grayson, in terms of the growth of the business, uh, you said you're do, you're doing corporate gifting. Can yeah. an individual just call and order a box of cookies as well? Yeah, you go to our website. Yeah, GroveCookieCompany.com. Make it happen. Um, okay. Yeah, we have pickup, local delivery, shipping nationwide. Okay. So we get used quite a bit as a bridge between a cold call and um, a meeting. So, say someone receives a cold call from a company mm-hmm. that company then sends that person who like agreed to a meeting, a box of cookies in the meantime, between the yeah. cold call and the meeting cookies kind of bridge the, Hey, thank you so much. Really looking forward to this meeting coming up. Here's right. a box of cookies. Thank you. So we get used in that capacity uh, quite a bit, but yeah, for birthdays, 
I mean, real corporate events, webinars, right? There's a lot of things that you could use cookies for. So, okay. Uh, What else should folks know about Grove Cookie and what you're doing over there? I mean, really the, the whole, our whole motto is enhancing relationships with cookies. It's perfect. And then on top of that, you add a gift message that's not on a packing slip and includes your logo. Now you really have something that's going to push a relationship forward. And especially in a professional setting, you're wanting to move that relationship forward, whether it be for referrals, whether it be for upsell, cross-sell, like there's just so many ways a professional can use gifting as Mm -hmm. a strategy to boost the revenue, which again, corporate gifting does that. Yeah. if you actually have a strategy in place and if you have, I mean, if you have aspirations for revenue growth, I mean, we see it all the time. I get feedback on it just right. from using our cookies in that fashion. Right. So, so, so you have your own facility now, any plans for expansion? You know, we could always use bigger equipment at this rate. So that that's one of the things, you know, we have, we have the opportunity to potentially go to a more retail focus or we can just continue hammering along with the with the e-commerce uh, side of the business, which again, e-commerce has its own perks, right? Less right. overhead, less employees, more right. more more bang for your buck, kind of ideal business situation, right? Right. Well, Grayson, I really appreciate the opportunity to talk to you and get a little bit about your background and learn a little bit more about Grove Cookie, and people can find. Grove Cookie online at uh, www.grovecookiecompany.com. Okay. And they can order there. Can um, they phone in an order? Yeah. Yeah. Find us on Google. Give us a call. So, all right. Yeah. Either way really works. Um, online is just easier for you and easier for me because orders come in and we fulfill them. Right. And yeah. everybody has a happy tummy after that. That's exactly right, Drew. <laughs> right. Okay. Well, Grayson, I really appreciate your time again. And thanks everybody for listening. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to Meet Me in Beaverton wherever you listen to podcasts and share with your family and friends. We welcome your feedback on Facebook at Beaverton Chamber, on Instagram at Beaverton Area Chamber, or send a note to me directly if you want to uh, on either network at LBRBM. I am Drew Zagorski, Left Brain, Right Brain Marketing. He's Grayson Hogard of Grove Cookie Company. Thanks for listening. Peace. Appearance on Meet Me in Beaverton does not constitute an endorsement of goods or services. Meet Me in Beaverton is produced by Left Brain Right Brain Marketing in partnership with the Beaverton Area Chamber of Commerce. You can find Left Brain Right Brain online at lbrbm.com and the Beaverton Area Chamber of Commerce is at beaverton.org.